It's Already Done by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verses 9 through 10 says, That which has been is what will be, that which is done is what will be done, and there is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which it may be said, See, this is new? It has already been in ancient times before us. In eternity, God planned out all things, spoke them into being, and then rested. He said all His work were perfect and good. This predetermined plan comes into fruition in His timing, or as He wishes. But what I want to emphasize is that everything has been previously done. As we enter His rest, we enter into His works. So speaking of our destiny, the only works that will survive God's end-time wrath are those based on His plan and His knowledge. This is because everything done through Him has been perfectly calculated and is already accomplished in the supernatural. His works were tried and proven, in alignment and harmonious with the whole of creation, before the earth was formed. All else will be destroyed as dead works, because they are not in the best interest of creation as a whole, and are many times in direct opposition to God Himself. Now then, to address the major reason why we have experienced so many failures as humanity, let us look at how much our natures have changed since the fall of man. We were created to be loving caretakers of all creation, perfect children of God. But man instead became self-centered and arrogant, independent and self-reliant. They boast in their achievements, brag on their accomplishments, taking pride in all they do. God's works are not considered. All their drive and energy is directed to making their work successful. But Solomon gives us the answer to why they fail. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verses 14 through 15 I know that whatever God does, it shall be forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it that men should fear before Him, that which has already been and what is to be has already been, and God requires an account of what is past. Considering the above scripture, let me ask the question, how can man possibly be prideful or boast in anything he achieves when the Word tells us God already did it? How can they say, look at what I've accomplished, or see what I've done? When Scripture said, that which has already been, and what is to be, has already been. Only God's works are eternal. The world has been taught to believe only in what they see. Because of the world's ignorance, of God's knowledge, and in order for them to believe, we as God's family must manifest God's plan, or bring His works into view. We enter His rest and fulfill His plan for them. Did Jesus not fulfill the Father's plan of salvation for us? As His body, we continue the plan for restoration as well. Thus, miracles of healing, deliverance from the enemy, etc., are performed by us. Since our physical bodies are visible in this realm, the actions we performed bring what God has already done in the supernatural into view.
His works can now be seen. We caused them to appear, but we still did not do them. It's God's glory, or to His credit, and according to His plan. It is understandable how the world in its ignorance can rob God of His glory. But how can we, who say we love God and claim to be serving Him, take any credit at all? Should we even be expecting God's people to pat our backs for the things that are done through us? Only our diligent efforts, dedication, and sacrificial attitude of God first and what I want to do later is to be honored. But certainly we do not want to steal God's glory for all the wonderful things He has done on behalf of creation. That's what Satan does, not Christ. Jesus, our example, always said the works He did were the Father's. The words He spoke were His Father's first. Neither He or any angel took credit for what they did knowing it was already done, except Satan and the watchers that rebelled with him. Whose natures are we in the image of? Do we want to be identified with them? Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 17 shares what I mean. Your heart, speaking to Satan, was lifted up, puffed up in pride, because of your beauty. God created him beautiful. He could have created him differently. The credit was God's. You corrupted your wisdom. God gave him pure knowledge, but he used it for himself, twisted it for his own glory. For the sake of your splendor, I cast you to the ground, put him out of his home in heaven. I laid you before kings. We are exposing him at this moment, that they might gaze at you. We are bringing God's plan for Satan to earth for all to see as we teach this. Because Eve chose this corrupted wisdom for mankind, as pointed out earlier, our natures have drastically changed. We too have lifted up hearts and see ourselves as the center of all things in place of God. Man does his own thing, builds his own little empires. Self-made men, they are called, just like the devil. Let us look at Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 through 15. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How imperfect you have become, so far from the son of the morning. Could the same be said of us? How you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. From Eve on, all have been deceived, and if not born again spiritually, we too will be removed from our home, this earth. Our nature must come back into alignment with God and our image reflect Him to remain through the last harvest. Hopefully, we are not the reflection of the beam in the next couple of verses. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. Earth is our home. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God see ourselves as having no limits. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation, on the farthest sides of the north. He desires to rule God's people and makes the attempt through defective ones, chosen for office. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Oh, His pride! 
and to think all of us have walked in His knowledge. It's the knowledge of this world, the knowledge that continues to teach our children. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit. We need to change. This is why we need this evil mentor removed from our lives and our minds, filled with God's Word, His knowledge, so we can change. It's already done for us in the supernatural, but we have to manifest it. The Word says, what we bind on earth, God will bind in heaven. What we loose, He will loose from heaven. That is a spiritual law. So to make Revelation chapter 20 verses 1 through 3 manifest, let us with the understanding God has already done it, bind this being that would steal our Father's glory and evilly influence our nature. Let us cast him into the pit and loose him from this planet. Satan is so full of confidence and pride in himself, yet we can see, just as God knows his beginning, he already knows his end as well. It is already done. In Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 through 3, John was shown God's works concerning Satan. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. This happens after we speak it into being on this earth. We overcome by the words of our testimony. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil, and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. What we bind on earth, God binds in heaven. And he cast him into the bottomless pit. Humanity has been the innocent bystanders and the victims of Satan's stolen control long enough. He must be removed, and will be, when unitedly we hand in the verdict of our testimony, guilty, and shut him up, and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. It's already been done. But after these things, he must be released for a little while. We can do real war with this knowledge, knowing it is already finished. He is already cast out of God's mountain or his government. He is already defeated and is now being exposed for who he really is to the nations and their leaders. It has already been decreed through prophecy that he will be chained in the pit, so he cannot deceive us any more. He is defeated. It's a done deal. Again, we need to speak it into being through the words of our testimony. Testify against him in prayer. Wage war against the enemy. And think about this. Shall we continue to walk according to the world's knowledge that is backed by this defeated creature any longer? Or does it not make more sense to walk in God's wisdom, backed by His sovereignty, and the perfectly calculated works that are already precisely done? It is time we as humanity choose the tree of life, Christ, instead of the tree of good and evil, Satan, to reverse what Adam and Eve did. They brought death, corruption, sickness, poverty, and sorrow by their choice. We can choose God's knowledge, enter His plan, and see reversal. It is not only our hope, but it's our promise from God. 
guaranteed through His covenants. And the most exciting part, it's already done. God's plan becomes visible in His timing and it will manifest through humble ones that will give God the glory so man can learn to love what their Creator has done and not look to man. Their actions bring into the natural His works that are intended for that era or age. Nothing for them to boast about. To God be the glory. The reward for obedience is enough and is absolutely awesome. Just think, a new heaven without the enemy accusing us day and night before God. A new society built on God's already perfected works. A new earth free of His influence as well as the evil spirits that corrupt and plague all of mankind. It's our promise, backed by God's covenants. It's already done. Isaiah chapter 65, verse 17, prophesied this work of God. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. They were all dead works. The new heaven and new earth, as well as restored mankind, already exists in the supernatural. This is how Isaiah could so accurately prophesy it. A prophetic vision is a glimpse into the supernatural to see the works of God. In Revelation chapter 21, verses 1-4, through 4, John is also shown this work of God's through his prophetic vision. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, Also there was no more sea, the sea of humanity that followed Satan. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with man, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people." right here on earth. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. It's already done. John saw it. In closing, Jesus instructed us to pray, Your kingdom come, your will be done, as a model prayer. We can see why he wanted us to pray that way now. God's works evolved from his will, and his kingdom is established through these works. As his works are made visible through us, man will be brought full circle back to the garden. It's God's plan, and already done. P.S. It's a great time to start over. Rosh Hashanah, the new year, is right around the bend. What a wonderful opportunity for mankind to start anew, start from scratch, and choose the knowledge of God over the world's knowledge gleaned from Satan. Rosh Hashanah is also said to be the feast of God that falls on the same date as the origin of Adam and Eve. We know we can be successful in the change. It's already done.